0: Did you know the world's biggest Facebook group for Amazon is actually based in Pakistan? We've got the creator of that community on to talk about Pakistan e-commerce, how to hire VAs, and what products are the best to source in that country. Kitna Kul hai? Kafe Kul Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And it is a uh, Sunday night here, uh, where I am in Pacific time, 8.30 p.m., and the reason why I'm recording a podcast right now is because I'm speaking to somebody from the other side of the world, all the way from Pakistan, Sakib Isho Pianika Shukriya. Did I say that right?
1: All right. Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: All right. Yeah. How's it
1: going? Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be with you. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty early morning here. So I think we're 13 hours ahead uh, than you. So it's, it's great to be live with you and sharing my experience and, and then... Uh, Obviously, understanding more from your side and from our side, it's it's brilliant.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, a lot of you might not have heard of Sake, but guys, he's a big deal. All right, if you didn't know by the blue check mark next to his name on Facebook, I mean, he has. You know, p- people talk about, oh, you know, we've got the biggest Facebook group for Amazon sellers. You know, anywhere you know helium 10 has got a pretty big group and we've got about 40,000 he's got a uh, more almost 10 times as many uh he's got as far as uh, as i know the biggest group in the entire world for amazon sellers over 300,000 people just to give you guys an idea 2 days ago i just posted in the group hey guys guess what i'm going to interview saki for uh, for the podcast it already has over 1,000 reactions like likes and over 100 comments this group is math massive so so saki first of all i, I just want to open this up to get to know you a little bit more. We always start this off getting, kind of getting like a mini life story. So were you born and raised in Pakistan?
1: Yes, so I was born and raised in Pakistan. My childhood and everything was based here. Uh, After spending a few years in Pakistan, I moved back to England uh, for my higher education and so onward. So I spent almost 15 years there. Uh, so after in during those 15 years, it was pretty hard time because I was from middle class family back in Pakistan, um, who didn't have the, all resources available for uh, for businesses or for many other things. So I I went there for steady work there for odd jobs like Burger Kings, Pizza Hut, and delivery. In the, in the UK, you're talking about? Yeah, in the UK, yeah. So uh, I worked there as a, as a pizza boy, delivery boy, and, and Burger King, etc., just to uh, cover my expenses for the study and all that. So did all my education over there uh, by earning myself. So uh, obviously, how old were you when you went to uh, the UK? Uh, it was like uh, almost uh, twenty, um, you could say, almost twenties uh twenty years okay, ago. So, so, like your early childhood, yeah, you're know,
0: like you were five, ten, fifteen, you were still in Pakistan, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was until nineteen years, I was in Pakistan, but actually, when the person uh, I was coming out from teenage, then I moved back to uh, to England okay.
0: now, now, when you were growing up, you know, maybe I'm not sure if you you were a typical a typical childhood, but what I'm just curious, what were your your kind of dreams and aspirations, like what did you think you were going to be? when you grew up? I talked to somebody before, uh, Saddam on the show. He's actually the one who taught me how to say what I just <laughs> said, but he, he he gave one of the worst answers. And I always make fun of everyone. I was like, what did you want to be when you grew up when you were eight years old? I wanted to be an accountant. I'm like, oh my goodness, who wants to be an accountant? But, but what about you? When you were eight, ten, 10 years old growing up there, what did you envision yourself doing when, when you were older?
1: I always wanted to fly. I was always wanted to be the pilot of the plane because I I always see things that I'll be flying one day. But due to my eyesight classes and all that, the dream wasn't able to fulfill. And also, I wasn't actually the bright student. I was not really uh, the person who was taking like A plus or B plus or something. I was like a backbenchers and not really the bright student at all. So uh, was just passing at the end. So that just dream, dream didn't happen. And uh, mm. it was just getting the passing marks at the end. So that's how the childhood was spent uh, back in Pakistan. Uh, definitely it was uh, quite uh, memorable and uh, interesting. Um, the way Okay.
0: So then you said you went to university in, in the UK then?
1: Yes, so for uh, graduation, master's and all that, so it was uh, completed in the UK um, and after that I was uh, working in, in quite a lot uh, IT companies um, back in UK, uh, was just uh, sort of based on uh, some web development work. Um, IT work, which is like building a mobile applications for different banks. So was sort of a project management where I was managing the people uh, based from India, based from Europe, all sort of nationalities I was sort of managing. So it, the leadership skills were there when I realized that I can manage the multiple types of people, multiple types, types of uh, nationalities, where the, everyone is coming from different cultures. So then, then the personality growed up, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, the 15 years was when I was doing all of it, it just, uh, was working for someone, um, as a, as an employee, uh, being yeah. as a project director.
0: Okay. So then, you know, this doesn't always lead to e-commerce, you know, yeah, you're working on, on internet related, uh, things, but that doesn't always lead to e-commerce. So how is it that you first got introduced to e-commerce? Was it Amazon or was it something else?
1: It was Amazon, actually. Uh, fortunately, it was back in 2010 or 2011, almost 10 years ago, uh, when I saw one of my friend was actually making tons of sales on Amazon and was left, was actually leaving his job and was driving like big cars and buying houses and all that. I was like, what is this actually? Uh, so i just did it myself because he told me that you could create an account and then can sell things he didn't tell me anything he just tell that this is what he was doing because there wasn't any sort of trainings or anything like that and any mentorship so uh that's how i started uh back in 2010 and failed really badly lost so much money basically uh like within one year i lost all my savings uh, because i was continuing to launch products because there wasn't any way to to sort of rank it because i didn't know it there wasn't any well, what were some of these products that, that you that you were failing on do well, you remember w- what they were i was launching like usb desks usb drives or something like this i was launching uh, something like portable chargers sometimes i was launching cables because it was like accessories and all the time the people were complaining and was saying because it didn't work out and my device didn't work and these sort of things which really creates the uh, life of the product was so short and the quality needs to be maintained. I was sourcing from China and it was like, it, sometime it worked for one month and then after that it just gone blank. So it just didn't, I didn't find, it to find this actually long-term or sustainable business. And uh, within one year, I lost all the savings and all that. So I failed it almost six, seven times during that one year, wow. so, but-
0: You know, that that's a question that when I posted in your group that I was gonna have you on the uh, show, people were, were giving me suggestions for questions and that was one of them that somebody had said, hey, you know, like what uh, what was your motivation that that made you keep going after so many failures? So I was like, I didn't even know that that he had failed, you know, before, but but it sounds like you, you failed a lot in your first couple of years. So what was it that uh, you didn't just give up? I mean, your savings were gone. Why didn't you just say, nope? Uh, amazon is obviously not for me
1: well i always wanted to do something for my own actually not really working for someone because i i always felt it even i was earning quite a lot of money actually in the job but the question was will i be doing this working for someone after 10 years 5 years i i was actually in the in the middle of my young age so this was the best time actually to start my own business so after 5 10 years i would be in a position where actually i would be building an empire so i must have to start something if it's not an amazon if it's not an e-commerce there must be something but at least i gave give myself three years to try on something i i will i actually had in my mind that in three years whatever i try for my business i will need to survive this because patience is really the key to success if within one year i I didn't have the patience of failure, but I could be working for some, for 30 years in my whole life for, for as an employee. So that's why uh, this was the sort of, uh, I would say uh, the motivation for me that no matter what, I have to succeed. And there was a day when I did. And then that time I just forgot all my failures. Interesting. So
0: what was your first taste of prolonged success? I mean, cause you, you said, uh, a few of those products that ended up failing, you know, they did okay for you know one or two months. But what was your first taste of like success that actually lasted on, on Amazon?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of the uh, kitchen accessory product, and when the uh, October, the last Q4 came in, uh, and that product, when we had two hundred plus reviews against that product, and this was sort of a product which went crazy. It was like 30000 dollars a day sales going on. And it was like a crazy day for us. Like what the hell is going on? Because we we were managing the inventory obviously because this was the key challenge for us and the way trends were going high because that time the tools wasn't really there in 2011 I'm talking about. And yeah. there wasn't yeah. any tool who could predict it that this will happen and this happened last year. So it was really surprised for me then when actually 2011 was life changing for us
0: I want to come back to your, to your Amazon career in a little bit, but, but one thing before I forget, I have a very bad memory. So if, if I remember something, I'm like, I got to ask it before I forget again. But, uh, I think a lot of people in 2020, especially since the beginning of 2020, they started seeing the need to, you know, look elsewhere for manufacturing. And, and that was, you know, when, when China basically shut down for so long and everybody had hundred percent of their products produced in China they were like you know oh my goodness you know what what do I do now and so they started looking you know uh, w- whether it be India or Bangladesh or or Vietnam or other countries I'm just curious I know different countries have like different materials that they're like specialized you know in for Pakistan what would you suggest for someone you know if they're from Europe if they're from America if they're if they're from anywhere in the world and they're looking outside of China, What should they look to Pakistan for production of?
1: Well, for Pakistan, the biggest industry right now, which is growing rapidly, is the textile industry. If we look at our export for one year, which has grown like more than 80 percent of the growth year in year in textile industry. The second top products which is being manufactured in Pakistan is sports which you might have heard, the the World Cup footballs was actually being manufactured from from Sialkot and from Pakistan. Uh, oh. Which the last World Cup, uh, the all the boxing gloves, especially the biggest brands you see on Amazon is like RDX Sports, Senable, and lots of others. Uh, big brands are actually being manufactured and being banished from Pakistan. So it's it's actually a great opportunity for the people to to source directly from the manufacturers rather than they hire someone a middleman from China in Alibaba or anywhere actually you do mm-hmm. not uh, you do not usually find a manufacturer coming on those websites. There's a whole, almost all the time it's the traders who actually take their margins in it. So this actually gives you. Um, a sort of um, a flexibility to approach directly to, to Pakistan, to, to Pakistani manufacturers.
0: So then, you know, you mentioned Alibaba, and, and I think a lot of people use Alibaba for, for finding somewhere where they're manufacturing. And some of them realize that, yeah, a lot of them, they're probably not going directly to the factory. But at at the very least, it provides a nice platform where people can at least have a starting place because, you know, nobody in America or, or Germany or wherever just would be able to like, Hey, I'm going to go find this Chinese factory by, by Googling it. You know, nothing's going to come up. So what about in Pakistan? It's the same thing. Like I personally, you know, you're telling me that, Hey, this is a great place to, to manufacture textiles and, and sporting goods. And maybe I'm interested in that. Like, where do I go then? Like, how do I find these factories, especially now I can't even travel or maybe, maybe actually, I think the, the travel is, is lifted now um, for Americans to go uh, over there during uh, COVID. But not many of us can just get on an airplane and just land in Karachi and find a factory. So like, where do we go to try and locate a factory that we can get some quotes from?
1: So, I mean, right now, Alibaba is the source as well, because if you look at, there are four countries available, mainly actually from Alibaba. So it's the China, Taiwan, Pakistan, and India. These are the four. If you look at the figures of Alibaba, there are four countries who have the most suppliers available in these platforms so you could actually potentially may not be able to directly source it to from the manufacturers but actually you could go via traders initially and if you like the quality then you can potentially visit it and obviously you can potentially approach us as an enablers Uh, we could potentially help you out to to uh, directly connect you to the manufacturers in Pakistan. Okay.
0: All right. Let's go back to, to your story now. So, so you, you started tasting success, you know, uh, early, earlier part of last decade, you know, maybe 2012, like, uh, overall from, from, from the last eight years or so, do you have a rough estimate on all Amazon platforms? Like how much your gross sales uh, has been from you and your partners?
1: Uh, well, uh, that, that, would, that won't, that will be quite challenging to to sort of say one number or something, but definitely it has gone to seven, eight figures. Um, easily uh, during that time um, in a month or so and then during that we then built it other businesses as well Uh, rather than we just rely on Amazon and then we built it many other businesses and many other brands as well so for example we never launched textile related products and then we built many textile brands we built sports brands and then we were just building up and then selling it flipping it to, to the different mm-hmm. people, to the different world, by selling on uh, different websites and as well. Rather than we just continue to sell it. So what we do yeah. is uh, we we build it for like two or three years and then sell it the sell the business to to the party who wants established business.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break for my BTS of the episode. Remember, that can mean anything you want it to be. Bradley's 30 seconds behind the scenes or bubbly technique setup. Regardless, here's my 30-second tip of the episode. You've been hearing a lot lately that subject matter in the back end of products on Amazon have been removed. So there's another about 250 characters less that you're able to put into the back end of your listing. And those are prime uh, real estate for keywords. So now what you can do for your search terms, you think that you only have 250 characters. However, there's a way to get more than 250 bytes actually out of your search terms. If you have brand registry, go to in your seller central, if you have brand registry into brands and then go into brand dashboard and hit search term optimizer. Once you do that, you're going to want to run search term optimization. And in there, it does not count the spaces between the words you put in your search terms. So there you're gonna be able to get up to like 290 or 300 sometimes bytes into the back end of your listing. Okay, now we know there's no Amazon Pakistan. So what is the e-commerce situation like in your country? Like like what is the equivalent over there? Like, like I'm assuming you've sold uh, online in Pakistan as well?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I did initially uh, as well. But uh, I mean, right now, as you said, the Amazon is not in Pakistan, but actually uh, Amazon has to come in Pakistan because we have forced Amazon to come in Pakistan. Because why you have seen us because uh, you have seen that helium ten is being used by many people from Pakistan. That's why you've seen mm-hmm. what is going on like Amazon is not in Pakistan but what is happening the thing is that the people there's a force building up which we are is the idea which we have given is yes you can study we have given to teenagers we have given to youngsters of Pakistan that there should be a passive income mindset do not just rely on education first do not just rely on the degrees but actually also build a passive income mindset and build a services mindset and and we're building like uh a, a army of people who are actually trained into e-commerce by this giving their services to to many of the successful amazon sellers or for the new people so i mean um, amazon um, i my my prediction is amazon should be coming in 2021 uh, when they should have a pakistan into their approved country list because There's a big potential here, which they are actually really ignoring it. That was one of the idea for me to come back to Pakistan and share my own success stories with the people that, yes, I am success. When the people says, what does success means to you? Well, my success means to me is when I make other people successful. So I went back to Pakistan in 2018 and then built this whole platform in last two and a half years. We didn't start this years and years ago. We just started two years ago hmm. with the aim to make Pakistan as an e-commerce hub. There's like four or
0: five things you mentioned there that, 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 that piqued my interest. What is like the number one website in Pakistan that people are doing their online shopping on?
1: There is a website called, uh, which is now owned by Alibaba actually, which is daraz.com oh, wow. uh, or pk. This is one of the biggest websites. It's like same as Amazon. How do you spell that? Uh, D-A-R-A-Z so D, D for uh, Delta and, and A-R-A-Z so this is one of the biggest website in Pakistan who actually uh, be, is a one-stop platform where the people goes Where, for example if the US where the people buys after uh, if you say after every two dollars spend the one dollar or one point five dollars being spent on Amazon similar is that because uh, this is one of the biggest uh, e-commerce platform where actually the people uh, can sell their products on it, it gives lots of um, yeah. flexibility as well to the people and
0: uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now it looks like it's it's in English too or in
1: yeah, yeah it is in English yeah okay so
0: can, can I like me as an American or somebody in Europe could we go and sell on this marketplace here or no it's only for those in Pakistan
1: no, I mean, as long as you can, obviously you have to buy an inventory uh, to, to be available in Pakistan. But yes, you uh-huh. can and you can uh-huh. be able to sign up uh, same as any other person. Um, and then you can same as do like fulfilled by Amazon. And this is the same thing you can do that uh, FBD, which is fulfilled by the Raz. So you can send your stuff to them and then they will store it on behalf of you and the order comes. They will just deliver based on that. And the money comes yeah. in your account. Same as Amazon and the same scenario which they have built in here uh and this is actually really the the biggest platform in pakistan which is booming the e-commerce industry and there are other platforms as well uh, who are okay. actually um, building up the
0: the other thing you mentioned and i think this is more for for those listening to us from uh, pakistan is a big roadblock right now is not just that there's no amazon in pakistan but Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken, is not even on the approved country list for somebody who is applying to sell in Amazon USA. Is that still the case?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Yeah.
0: So what does that mean? Like, if I'm in Pakistan, you know, I'm a Pakistan Pakistani citizen, and I want to, I see, you know, these helium ten videos, you know, that, that you've made and others, and I'm excited to sell in Amazon USA. I mean, I know they do it. I know it's possible, but what's the, what's the process like since they can't directly apply to sell on Amazon.com?
1: So uh, the culture is that uh, they, they actually create partnership cultures with the person who actually uh, available in those approved countries. So for example, if my brother is in America or my brother is in US, then I'd say, hey, uh, my brother who is in UK or London, and I'll say, why not we do this business together? And I propose him business plan with the business case or something and then we work together and then if we say that you manage the uh, the all legal aspects and I manage the inventory and all mm-hmm. that so we work as a, as a team uh, okay. and that's how uh, the culture is right now to, to work legally uh, from Pakistan yeah. uh, being as a seller and from Europe uh, the Pakistani uh, passports is acceptable but the other markets like for example um uae um saudi uh, and all those other markets are actually accepted it's only the challenge right okay is us
0: okay all right good to know now another thing you mentioned and i think this is uh, applicable to almost any country in the world is is there are a lot of countries even here in america where there's a big section of the population which is maybe not making that much money and they might think that hey i can't afford to, to sell online. And, and I, I imagine that's the same, if not more of the case in Pakistan due to the lower wages. So then it sounded like what you're saying is one pathway for people who, who come from this kind of demographic where maybe they think they don't have enough to invest is they maybe start off by just learning it and be uh, and offering as a service instead of offering products like becoming a either a consultant or, or, or virtual assistant. Is that something that, that you're saying like, is that one of your ways that you're providing for, yeah, for those of Pakistan he, to? Yeah. Okay.
1: So one way is to, to work with someone who actually is, is something you want to do a partnership with. Uh, that's something you can sell with. And the second is, if you, if you do not have that person or resource, if you can't do it, then uh, the second option is to, to learn this whole system and actually offer your services to the world. We all know that there, there are uh, 3,000 sellers comes every day on Amazon. And 1.2 million sellers comes every year on amazon wow. so there's a big potential definitely there and what about the, the previous sellers this is new sellers we're talking about so the potential is there is like the one person can potentially earn 400 dollars per month per client so if we say to them that why not you manage to 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 earn four clients which means $1,600 as a passive income you can generate potentially, which is like 200,000 rupees in Pakistan, which is pretty good income for the person who can work from home as a freelancer. So this, this is the thing which we say is to learn the whole system, like one of the product hunting with technique, which we teach by using Helium 10 and other tools, where the one approved product by using enablers criteria is the people are selling towards 300 to $400 if we have approved based on the criteria which we have developed which is actually a less chances of failure guarantee we do not give that but actually it's just mm-hmm. a, uh, based on the high demand and low competition based on our experience. And that's what the people learn and sell to the peer, to the world, that this is the criteria uh, based on the profit margins and lots of other things which we have tackled in. So there are many things to offer. Right? If you can't sell it, uh, offer as a services.
0: Okay, interesting. Now, here here's a, I'd just like to talk about this in general, but then specifically since you have uh, experience in it, but if you hire somebody in person, I mean, I'm in a company and I'm going to hire somebody, there's always like this stage of, I don't know if, you know, maybe they did a great interview, but who knows if this person is gonna work out, even when they're right there in the same office as you. More so, whenever you're hiring somebody away. And it doesn't matter what country is. and you know, I, uh, now in America, there's so much remote hiring. Even Helium 10 before was always only hiring people who could come to our office, but now we're all remote, uh, at least until this virus is over. So, you know, we've got people who are, are working in Florida and, and New York and different places, and still there's always like, hmm, I wonder if they're gonna work out, you know, how much can I trust this person? Even more so, when we're talking about a hiring that's outside of the country, so first of all, just in general, what can you say to Amazon sellers out there who are are looking to, you know, not just in Pakistan, but but any other country, what are some good ways that you know is it a questions that they ask in the interview process? Is it asking for some kind of proof or something? But we know you can never fully guarantee that you're going to get a superstar virtual assistant every time. But what are some of the 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 things that can help people have a better chance to really make sure that they're hiring the right person for their business?
1: I mean, one of the obviously key factors to, to see his work history, what he has done for you for the previous work. And um, obviously to find out, you should be seeing their portfolio from their public profile, seeing the reviews from the... Uh, from the uh, from the websites like for example Fiverr, Upwork and wherever they have accounts which you have created. Um, also ask the Asins numbers which they have been managing previously because then from the tools like Helium 10 you can see the trends where the BSR is been going up and down and all that and how the price is being managed as well. So because everything is public so they can't be hidden. So uh, also the, the biggest thing I'd say is the communication. Because communication is very important because this person will be managing your potential clients when the person or the people either be unhappy or happy be messaging you or the reviews will be coming in so this person will be responding so this is very important the the, the potential business is being given to the person who has a good communication skills so and also the loyalty the person needs to be loyal to you that um, you need to make sure the person whatever he's telling you that is telling you the truth because the, the usually the people actually just trying to win the business they just say that I've, i can do this i can do that or i can potentially do this and then so onwards also the, the biggest factor which we must ask the launching techniques that what sort of launching techniques this person will be approaching because this is the technique where actually potentially can cause your account suspension because we, we knew that the, the way people take reviews, the way people uh, juggle things to get to the page one and all that where the tweak keywords and all this. This is the thing which you should understand on your own before you even hire a services provider or virtual assistant. Because mm-hmm. if you do not know things on your own, whatever he would say, you would believe it. So you must learn yeah. things on your own there's
0: a lot of people who maybe they they've never had enough money to hire a virtual assistant or they didn't think that they were big enough or they've been always scared but just to get people excited about the potential like what's a couple brief success stories you could say like you know there was enablers virtual assistant who Almost on his own, managed a six or seven-figure account, or 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 using the your techniques that you teach about product research. You know, some Amazon seller hired somebody from you know as a virtual assistant, and they found a product that eventually made you know five hundred thousand dollars. Or what are a couple of real experiences that, that just come come to mind that, that you can share that that'll get people excited about? Man, may, maybe I should look into hiring somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, uh, the the clever virtual assistants, what they do is they just don't manage it. Uh, the products which has been given to them, uh, like this is my account or manage. What they see is the. I'll give some examples of our people. What they do is they see what is coming up. Actually, what what events are coming up in the next few months? What technologies are coming up in the next few months? So I'll give give you an example. Uh, we knew every August or September, Apple announces a new phone, which is yep, uh, yep. this time they announces the iPhone 12. Uh, One of our VA, a virtual assistant who was managing one of the accounts based in cell phone accessories or something. Mm -hmm. And in February, he he knew that in September, there is a cell phone coming in in September. So six months ago, he predicted all of this and then end up actually getting all this prepared before even Apple launches uh, a new phone they they knew that they will be not be launching this with the with a charger uh, so what they did was actually a uh, launched uh, iPhone 12 charger on the on the Amazon and and that went crazy actually it just gone in the first week they hit 100k sale in the first week without with it was just like one or two reviews it was just the first week I, I remember that and that service provider was like hitting the floor like this is obviously was like a, uh, was like a madness for him and these sort of mm-hmm. things for example we knew that christmas peak season is coming in so, so we look at the seasonal products and, and hit and try on those we knew the christmas is there around the corner what sort of things which will work out and these sort of ideas and all that which which actually is really the job for virtual assistant which should be looking at to hit Those figures obviously continue to manage the long term products like uh, which will work in all the seasons. But these ideas can really give the boost to the existing business uh, where they continue to um, continue to give to rather than just uh, be as a robot to manage and give uh, you sort of things. Because he knew that if he will grow the business, then he will be asking more money. So most of the virtual assistants actually share the profit margins. Most of the VAs actually shares um, share margins from the sales as well, and sometimes the people just take the fixed cost. So it really depends yeah. what the what actually uh, this, the the financials agreement between VAs and the service uh, providers are.
0: What do you think is the the future of those in your country? You know, like uh, are you once it's approved as a country where uh, that that you know where, where the citizenship is approved to sell on amazon usa do, do you see like a big influx of of sellers from there uh, what do you what, what do you what's your uh, you know prognostication the next two three years for the e-commerce situation in pakistan
1: well i see myself uh, that we are working days and night we hardly sleep but what we do is we have built a huge network of the sellers and we have built a huge network of the service providers we have built the ecosystem so one way we have the people who are capable of doing business and have an investment and the second uh, parties which we have built is who have the skills and do not have an investment so we are mm-hmm. connecting these two people together So we're connecting that you need to hire this person who will work with you either free or you have to pay a little bit so he gains some experience as well so we are giving a free exposure and experience and working and attaching with the people of our boot camp students who give who we give them a lifetime support that after a few years, if you have an issue, you still come with us, and then we still continue to support. so this trend has changed in Pakistan, and it will continue to change in the next few years. I see Pakistan is becoming an e-commerce hub in the next five years
0: now, uh, you know you've been talking to about different strategies throughout this episode. We do something on uh, our podcast that we call the TST, or the tst 30 second tip so what is something that you can say like in 30 seconds or less that it could be some kind of strategy for Amazon, you know, something that you you train your enablers with. It could be some other general strategy. It could be a strategy about how to deal with virtual assistants or how to hire virtual assistants. It can be about anything you want. It could be about how to work in a Burger King in the UK. I don't care, but 30 seconds or less, whenever you're ready.
1: Right, so, uh, well, there are many, but I think, uh, uh, the best way is to uh, focused on. Um, I would say is to PPC. I'll talk about PPC is more. Is to. It's not about a quick win because what we do is to to more focused. Like I will be ranking on PPC straight away. What I feel is the negative keywords are more important than anything else. We do not focus more on negative keywords. Always see every day what needs to be added into negative keywords to avoid getting your budget the next next tip i would give you to all of you is to ensure when you try to find a product because that is really the key is to see the consistent revenue this is the biggest mistakes which people do is to finding a product which actually do not have a consistent revenue which end up not getting enough sales because you will not be on page one from day one so we need a product who can be able to make money if you are actually really on the sixth or seventh page or down the line
0: okay excellent thank you so much for that now uh we've talked about some different things so now if you could you know if people are interested into finding out uh number one your facebook group the website again where they can hire your the virtual assistants that you've trained or, or just to find you on the internet out there if, if they want to reach out to your team to ask about the the uh, pakistani you know manufacturing or or e-commerce how can they how can they find you uh, out there
1: so our group name is e-commerce by enablers e-commerce by enablers and the url which they can go for enablers e n a b l e r s dot org org slash group g r o u p in this group e-commerce by enablers enablers enablers.org slash group they can be able to ask any type of questions and we have hired a team who are actually answering any question 24 7 in 60 seconds I didn't tell about this we have hired a team whatever you ask you will be answered in 60 seconds no matter what so this is sort of a culture we have built we do not ask you where are you from what is your name what is your age whatever technical question you ask there are a number of experts working across the globe who will be answering your question in 60 seconds paid by us and then they will answer you so uh, if you want to hire a va there is a url enablers.org marketplace they can hire a bunch of virtual assistants, they can hire lots of services from there and it's it's all about um, Amazon and e-commerce.
0: Obviously, you know a lot of the big events, in-person events and things have been postponed. but I would imagine 2021, especially with people getting vaccine that might come. So the first big Amazon event, would would you accept me to uh, to come to visit and and,
1: and be able to
0: meet you guys in person?
1: I, I I can assure you the whole Pakistan e-commerce industry will be coming on airport to to welcome you if you come in Pakistan. I'll bring the whole people. It will be like a huge awesome. crowd over there. Charming.
0: Awesome, awesome. I lo- I love the crowd over there. I mean, I've I've never had the kind of reception, you know, like when I did that live video in your group, and even now, I just posted something, you know, two days ago about this, and I got maybe 330 uh, friend requests and everything. So so I definitely wanna meet some of these, uh, these enablers in person. Now. All right, thank you so much for joining us. And absolutely, I wanna reach back uh, with you end of next year, maybe beginning of 2022, and, and let's check out that e-commerce situation in Pakistan at that time.